At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. So today, I'm going to share just the beginnings of, on Wednesday nights, minister on the Holy Spirit. Um, we do that once a year, and we just take however long we need to take. I mean, we've gone probably 12, 14, 16 weeks or more at different times because of the way God has led us to do. And uh, we're going to start, so on Wednesdays from now on until we're done, uh, that's what Wednesday nights are going to be about concerning the Holy Spirit. Many different aspects of the Holy Spirit, but I'll just say this. There's not a message that's more important to people's lives than the message explaining the person of the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not an it or a thing or something that's just floating around out there. The Holy Spirit is a he because the Bible calls him a he. He, the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's the third part of the triune being. He is who is living on the inside of us. You know, people will make statements that um, Jesus is living in me. Well, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, Right? The representation of Jesus living inside of you and I, if we're born of the Spirit of God, is the Holy Spirit, the third part, right? I mean, God's everywhere at all times in all situations, right? But to get specific about it, the way the Bible talks about it, Father is on the throne, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father representing you and I, and on the earth, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work in people's lives. Gosh, it's so interesting. It's so amazing that God would give us revelation about this person, the Holy Spirit. He would give us revelation. Listen to me. The Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. And there's not anything the Holy Spirit doesn't know, and He lives in you and I. He lives in you and I. He knows everything about everything, and He's not withholding anything. So He has every answer to every situation that you'll face in life, and the problem of getting the answers to everything is not Him. Every answer to everything, because he knows everything about everything. Everything. So, title of my message today is really deep. The Holy Spirit. He is deep. Can you say amen? <clears throat> so, I'm just going to, I'm going to just give you a number of little things, and then I'll I'll add some things to each part that I'm going to talk about, but I just want to talk about, kind of break the ice for this series that we're starting, I want to talk about who the Holy Spirit is and the different aspects of the Holy Spirit. He is, he is, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. I mean, he's beyond brilliant. When you say brilliant, you can think of somebody that really 
tough and good or amazing or what. No, no, no. He's beyond brilliant. There's not even words that can explain who he is, and he lives in us. If you're born again, he lives in you. Mm. Amazing. In Galatians 5 and verse 16, I'm going to read just a number of verses of Scripture in, in, in pointing out the different aspects of him. Um, the, the different aspects of him, but how those aspects relate to us. Everything that he is and what he does and what he has, it's for you and I. It's for us. Mm, it's for us. In Galatians 5 and 16, it says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Hmm. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, so that you, not, so that you do not do the things that you wish. See, on the tablets of every person's heart are God's ways. Inside of you, whether you're born again or not, you were created by Him, so inside of you, you have His ways and His will for life. But we were given, and they're good things, but if you don't know the Holy Ghost, they're not real good. They can, they can really work against you. And that's your five physical senses. That's your flesh. When it uses the word flesh there, it means carnal. So there's a way to live and walk by the Spirit, and then there's a way to live and walk by the flesh, by the sense realm. In other words, how things appear to be based on what you see, how things appear to be based on what you hear, how things feel, all the senses in operation, working overtime to convince you things that go contrary to God. So, one of the things on the, on the Wednesdays as we're in this series, we're going to talk about walking in the Spirit, how you do that. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that you, me, and every human being on the planet don't understand this like we need to understand it. And, and I'll say this, most people don't understand it at all. You ever heard this statement? Well, God gave you a brain, you know, use common sense. That didn't even sound good to me. That sounds really stupid. Because it is. No, God gave you a helper to shut that brain off and renew that mind so you can walk in the Spirit and think according to the Spirit instead of the flesh. Notice the last part of that verse says, so that you don't, so that you do not do the things that you want to do. See, God's desires inside of you, man, they're burning on the inside of you. You want to be good. Paul said it himself. The things I want to do, I find myself not doing. Things I really don't want to do, I find myself doing. Why? 
Because you're not learning how to walk in the Spirit. You're not going to just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to walk in the Spirit. No, you're not. You don't understand it, you won't do it. There has to be an understanding. There has to be a development. Right? A child, this is a great, I think is a really great comparison. Okay? So, David, is your, is, is uh, Levi, is he walking now? Okay. <clears throat> he, he, did he just, he wasn't walking and then one day he just walked. No. He pulled up, tried to, fell over, you had to catch him, you hit all this kind of thing, right? And he'd pull in, and then, then one day it's like, wow, I can do this. Huh? And man, once he realized he could do it, huh? I mean, they're hiring people to watch him, probably. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> He's everywhere, right? That's the way kids are. Right? Well, when you're spiritually immature, you can be saved for 40 years and still be spiritually immature because you're not developing things. So you're still trying to pull up. See, if you're born again and you're not developing inside of you a spiritual awareness, then you're going to stay an infant because the only way to grow up spiritually is by the Spirit of God. And we'll read Scripture that prove that. I'm convinced that the majority of Christians don't know how to develop it. I'm not saying that like I understand everything and I do it all right and all that kind of stuff. I'm saying I, under, I have a revelation and an understanding of learning how to yield to the voice of the Spirit and learning how to develop that. And I've been doing that for many years and I'm doing it more today than I ever have in my life. Because I've got the one that knows everything about everything, and I was born at night, but not last night, and I can figure out the fact, if the one that knows everything's living in me, I need to be tapping that, and not all of this. I don't want to, I don't want to live my life doing things I don't want to do. Why? Give me one word that defines that. Hmm? Somebody give me one word that defines that. Frustration's one. I'm thinking of another. Regret. Frustration and regret. Who wants to live there? We've been created to live in Him. And, and you, you have to get to a place by the Holy Spirit who is your helper. You have to get to the place where your mind is being renewed by the truth that He's revealing so it constantly is telling you what truth is versus how things appear to be. John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. 
Who's the first helper? Jesus. He was the first helper. Jesus is saying this. This is in John 14. This is Jesus saying, he said, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, watch this, whom the world cannot receive. Who's the world? The world is the world way of thinking. A thinking that goes contrary to God's way of thinking. And if you're not yielding and connecting and learning how to walk in the things of the Spirit, then you're going to think like the world. And he said, Spirit of truth is this second helper whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor does it know him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I'll not leave you on the planet like orphans and most people feel that way. I have to say most people feel that way. I have to say if people are really honest, when they lay their head down at night, they feel that way. You could hire a bunch of encouragers to come and sit next to your bed at night telling you how great you are. And it wouldn't change the way you feel internally if you don't connect to him. See, at the end of the day, it's not somebody else that you need. It's him. But in the church world, it takes other people to help you to get to him. But then ultimately, if you don't wean yourself from relationships and the dependency on other people, this isn't very popular. People don't like this. But if you don't wean yourself from people, you'll never learn how to trust Him. Ultimately, you don't need anybody else to get what you get from Him. Yet, we're the body and we're all the parts and we connect to each other, so we need each other, but we need to be non-needy people that are connected to one another, that are so open and so connected to Him that we're not even thinking about ourselves. All we think about is humanity. Man, there's a solid connection. When you get needy, non-needy connected to non-needy, whoo! If you're the hand and you're connect and you're non-needy and you're connected to a non-needy elbow, man, I mean that thing is accomplishing all kinds of stuff. There's no fighting, there's no bickering. We're not arguing over who's going to get to do this. Elbows not complaining cuz it's not the hand. Non-needy because it's an elbow because God made them an elbow. That's why did you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> We need one another to get to a place where we don't need one another. (laughs) So then we trust him with all of our heart and not everybody else. And then, you know what happens? You know what the world gets delivered of? The blame game. Well, if they would have (laughs) just. Well, if they would have just acted this way and they wouldn't have done this to me. 
Anybody ever treated you wrong? Mm -hmm. And if you're still carrying that thing, it's not affecting them at all. Affecting you. But man, when you get engulfed and saturated with the presence of God and who He is, you don't need anybody else to fulfill you. Other people can do things to help fulfill you, and that's gravy. That's kind of the icing on the cake. God wants you and I delivered of that by believing that He gave us something that is the spirit of truth and he dwells in us and he knows everything about everything and he wants you and I to be confident of that. So often, people's wording, even to this day, I hear this. People will leave things with God for God to do it. Yet God's done everything he's ever going to do in life. But he gave us not a doer. Notice the, the, the Bible didn't define all the definitions you see of the Holy Spirit. You don't ever see him defined as the doer. Comforter. Helper. He'll help you do, but he won't do it. Because he wants you to grow up and learn how to get from him what to do. Him helping you do what he told you to do, and then you do it. That's what's so important about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> and, and, and I'm just going to say it like this. And, and this is the way it's... A lot of the things that I say are what I've had to walk through myself when I, when I say this. I, did, I mean, I heard this for many years, what I'm telling you today... But I don't think I really realized, no, it's not I don't think, I didn't really realize how it worked. I thought I did, but my life wasn't yielding to what I thought was so. So I thought about it a lot, I thought I understood it, but until I began to take action, it didn't work for me. And that's in this series on Wednesday. We'll talk a lot about that. I'm going to address that here in just a moment. I'm going to read these two, two verses of Scripture to you. But you need to be convinced of how this operates. It's not just an, this isn't just another message on the Holy Spirit. You have to be convinced about how this operates so that you are actively involved in allowing the Holy Spirit to show you things so that you're not walking in the things of the flesh. Yeah, we live in a flesh body. We have five physical senses, right? But we don't want that to rule us. We want our spirit man that's one with the Holy Spirit to rule our flesh and our senses. That's where the battle is. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Question. This verse is a question. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 
I'll just ask it like this. Do you know that or do you not know that? Do you know it? Do you know that the Spirit of God dwells in you? You're the temple. You're housing the person of the Holy Spirit. That's, I'm more responsible for that than anything else in life. I am responsible for my temple to be used to glorify God more than I'm responsible for taking care of the natural needs or whatever it is. Because I promise you, he'll, he's already met every need in your life. The Bible says. Paul told the church at Philippi, he said, he said, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. You know how Paul could say that? Because God had done that for him in every way. Verses before that, he said, I've been with, I've been without, but I've learned the key to all things. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Right? And that empowerment for the Lord Jesus Christ came through the person of the Holy Spirit. And how many times did Jesus say in one way or another, I never do anything my way. I only do what Father says. And the way that was revealed to him was by the Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit. And Jesus being the living word and turning into and being made the son of God, he was was the son of man in demonstration in the earth, but he was part of that triune being, and yet he had to submit to the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit was saying to him from the Father. He said, I only do those things that I hear from Father. Can you and I do that? Well, the same Spirit that was in Him, same Spirit that dwells in me. How about you? You have to answer that question. Do you know this? And then 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says this. But he who is joined to the Lord is one Spirit with the Lord. So your human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. You need to realize that, you need to realize this. You, you might know it up here, but you need to realize the fact that God is three parts, we were created in His image, and we're three parts. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Father, Word, and Holy Spirit. Spirit, soul, and body. We're three parts. This verse He who is joined to the Lord is one with Him. One. I'm just, we're going to kind of dissect this in one or two of our messages. But I I know, I I just, and and when I'm saying this, I'm not being critical. My heart is for the church. I want to see the church grow up. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4, about the fourth verse there, everything that was said in verses 1 through 3, it culminates with the last verse, or maybe it's part of the third verse and the fourth verse, but it says this. Everything he just said, all of this is in accordance with what is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and 
all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. Today we're talking about coming to the knowledge of the truth about the person of the Holy Spirit. Because he said in verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 6, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You're a three-part being, and the first part of you, the real you, when your body goes to the grave, you're still alive, the spiritual part of you. When your physical body is in the grave, when you've left this earth, you're alive because you're spirit first because you were created in His image. You're one spirit with the Lord, and the fact that you're one spirit with the Lord means that your spirit man has like a mind, will, and emotions. Your spirit man does. Your, the soul part of you in the physical realm is a mind, will, and emotions. And the battle for a person's life, I'll just take mine for example. The battle for my life, and there's a devil out there, there's an enemy that wants to destroy my life like he wants to destroy yours. And the battle is keeping you in the sense realm. Remember it said in Galatians 5 we read? He said, but I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So back to this being one Spirit with the Lord my thinking processes in my spirit man, which is the center of me, the thinking processes in my spirit man, as they're being developed, I'm learning how in my soul, my mind, will of emotions in, in my natural body, I'm, as I'm renewing that because I'm listening to what the Holy Spirit is giving my human spirit, then what's happening is my natural mind is being renewed to think like God, and now I'm learning how to yield to my conscience, which is the voice of my spirit that's one with the Holy Spirit. So that's where I get the answers from Him in how to overcome walking in the flesh. Again, I'm reminding you, He said... When a person walks in the flesh that's born again, they find themselves doing things that they really don't want to do. And the things they really want to do, they feel like they don't have the power to do them. And if you're not learning how to yield to the voice of the Spirit, you don't have the power to overcome the flesh and the appetite from the flesh. And the way you develop that, and I'm just going to say this and move on, but we're going to talk about this on Wednesday nights for probably at least two services because that is a huge part of the key to getting to the place where you know the voice of the Spirit versus every other voice. And there's a ton of voices. And just one. And isn't, isn't, isn't it interesting? You'd think it'd be the loudest voice, yet the Bible calls it a still small voice. He only talks to people that want to listen. Bert, excuse me, I, I, I'm busy. Bert, I want you to send out with me. Okay, I, I will, I will, I will. And that's what happens. And we think we've got it. 
I, I got this, or I'll, 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 I, when I get a minute, I'll, I'll be there. Two weeks later, remember I asked you two weeks ago. Think of all the things in two weeks that you've walked through and all the things you didn't overcome. And had you yielded to him first when he said, look, shut all that off and sit down with me. I need to talk to you. Well, Pastor, how, 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 do, you, how, do, you, do, how do you talk to him? That's what we're going to talk about. We can do this thing. Never in the history of the world has there been a time like right now when we need to not just be born again, we need to know how to yield to the voice of the Spirit. Right now. Can you say amen? amen. Right now. Amen? So, <clears throat> this thing about the Holy Spirit helping, okay? And, I, and these are just some examples that I, I, I got up. You remember in, in, the, in the passage when the angel is speaking to Mary about Mary birthing a child, and she asked an honest question, because she, she was 16 years old at the time and had never been with a man. How am I going to bear children? How am I going to have a son? How am I going to have a child? And the angel's answer was the Holy Spirit. The angel's answer was the Holy Spirit. So if you, if you relate that to you and I today in the world, that we, the world that we live in, where people have issues and things that appear to be impossible, so you're facing insurmountable debt in your life. What's your answer? The Holy Spirit. I promise you, debt is not as impossible as a woman becoming pregnant and never being with a man. Impossible. Can you say amen? Debt's not that impossible. Angel's answer to Mary was the Holy Spirit. You ask me that, I'm going to tell you the Holy Spirit. And we're going to walk it out. But at the end of the day, you got to learn how to believe in the Holy Spirit because He's the one that's going to tell you after you've been walking through all the stuff that you're walking through, when you want to buy that bass boat, <clears throat> and I'll figure out a way to pay for it, He's going to go, not yet. Listen to me. Did he say he would give us the desires of our heart? Yeah. And if that's the desire of your heart to have a bass boat, he's not going to say, no, you can't have that. That's, that's not of me. He's not going to say that. Because the desire that's in you, it, was either, it either came from him or if it didn't come from him, you need to get rid of those desires and fill yourself up with all the great desires he has for you. But let's say that desire is his. What he's going to say is, not yet. Not like this. You know, and I'll just take a moment and, and tell you one of the great ways to see things manifest. You find you a picture of a really nice bass boat. You put it on your refrigerator. 
You make copies of it, and you put it in the mirror. Every t- morning when you're brushing your teeth, you're looking at that bass boat and thanking God for that bass boat. Yeah, well, Pastor, I've been doing it for three weeks, and I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> what if it takes you another three and a half years? Four years, five years, six years. Well, I'm not going to wait all that. No, because you're working on something. You're learning how to yield to Him And when he's convinced that you're getting it, that's where you see things happen. See, not God holding the bass boat from you. No, that's not God. Not holding the bass boat back. He wants you to develop faith. And when faith is in operation, then faith works. But when we're in presumption or we're just antsy and we're in the flesh and we want something to happen and we're going to try a few confessions and, you know, put a picture up for two weeks and see if it happens or not. No, you're not developing it. And the Bible says, if you don't quit, you will get your bass boat. Does it say that? Will it include a bass boat? He said, if you don't quit, you'll reap. It's a development process, but it's learning to trust Him for everything in your life. I just used a bass boat because I don't even like bass boats, but I just use a bass boat because Brian likes them. <clears throat> Amen. Can you say amen? amen. Um, maybe you have a marital problem. He won't fix your marriage, but he'll help you fix your marriage. Maybe you need people. Maybe you need a marriage conference, maybe you need marriage counseling, maybe you need these kind of things, but you got to learn how to develop hearing Him so you know who to go to, what to do, but when you're getting information, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of it so it actually sets you free, not you just paying hundreds and thousands of dollars and nothing ever changing. That's not the Holy Ghost. He'll show you how to do it. I've been set free in certain things by just reading a book. Because when I read the book, I had the development inside far enough to where the book helped me to get the information and do something with it. There's other times when I, early on especially, when there were, I needed help. And when I got the help and I began to apply the help and do the things that were, that were told me to do, it began to produce. But God, the Holy Spirit, knows what's best. And that's why we have to learn how to yield to Him about how we'll do it. Remember, He's not going to do it for you, but He'll help you do it. And the great thing is, what He's helping you do is His way. <laughs> that's what's great. He's not, he's not helping you do it your way. He's helping you do it His way and helping you become convinced that His way is the only way for whatever it is we're believing for. Maybe you have kids that have gone wayward in certain situations. It looks impossible. No way for them to, to come back into the, you know, to the fold or, or come into the kingdom of God at all. Maybe it looks totally impossible. You learn to yield to Him, and you learn to yield to Him through His Word. He'll show you promise after promise after promise that He will give you if you will begin to trust His promises and not be moved by the way it appears. 
yeah, but you don't know how bad they've got and how bad this situation is and how bad that is and this and that and all this. I was the first one saved in my family. Well, I, I've said that, and I, that's not exactly right, right, Beck? I, I, I've said that many times. I was the first one saved that I know of. I'll say it like that, yeah. I think maybe there were some other people saved at times or whatever, but all my immediate family and everybody, you know, that I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm, I'm changing that because I had thoughts about that, and I thought, well, maybe there was somebody else or whatever. But as far as I knew, I was the first one saved. And they're all saved today. Right? And we were a kind of a wayward, impossible-looking bunch. I'm not going to come into the kingdom and, you know. I came into the kingdom, and I chased them all down and hounded them all to get saved and until I got a little smarter, you know. And I can remember telling the Lord, man, my brother, he's a mess. I said, I, I'm just, I gotta quit praying for him. And uh, I remember somehow God getting over to me at that time in my life. He said, you're forgetting the mess you were. <laughs> and he probably didn't say it to me, but he was thinking, and the mess you still are. <laughs> I was still growing and coming, and well, I'm still growing and coming. I'm still coming out of messes. Everybody is. You'll grow for the rest of your life in the kingdom of God. Thank God for it. Amen? But nothing's impossible with God. Amen? Maybe you're struggling finding vision for your future and those kind of things. He'll help you find vision. We've been talking about that a lot in the last few series, that, or last couple of series on Wednesdays and Sunday that we were in. Proverbs 29, 18. Without vision, or where there's no redemptive revelation, people perish. We don't have to perish. We've got the Holy Ghost that knows everything about everything. And the vision for your life was established before the foundation of the world. That's what you have to tap into. How in the world, how in the world could you ever find what God had planned for you before the foundation of the world without Him? <laughs> I mean, is that an impossibility? That didn't even make any sense in the natural mind. What do you mean He had a plan for me before I even was thought about and before Adam and Eve and before the earth was even formed, before man was even on the earth as we know right now? What? That's why you hear me say it so much because my mind struggles with that, but I say it because I believe the Word. If He said it, it's not whether I believe it or not, it's settled. He had a plan and a vision for you before the foundation of the world. How in the world are you going to tap that without him? And, and we're talking about fathers on the throne, you know, just the structural understanding and revelation. Fathers on the front, throne, Jesus at the right hand of the Father representing you and I. We're sitting there with him, right, in representation form. But on the earth, Holy Spirit is here the second helper to help us and reveal all truth to us. We don't have to live a lie. We don't have to be liars. We don't have to be deceptive. We don't have to be any of those kind of things. And we can overcome every obstacle that we face. In marriage, where our children are concerned, where vision is concerned, where anything is concerned, we can overcome because of what he did and what he accomplished. 
Can you say amen to that? I want to end with this passage in First Corinthians 2. One of the things that we'll talk about through the series that we do on Wednesday is the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and the benefits of that. Not everybody believes that, and that's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, but we're, we're going to teach it because the Bible teaches it. And the Bible says it's true. And never ever before in the history of the world do people need to be able to pray in other tongues to be able to receive what they need from God to overcome situations in life. Amen? And 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm going to read these few verses, really explain this in a supernatural way. But as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So eye has not seen nor ear heard, in other words, the senses, they're not picking up how much God loves you and what He's done for you. You're not going to get it that way. Absolutely impossible to get it that way. But God has revealed them, all that He's done for us, He's revealed them to us through His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Where in the heck are the deep things of God? They're in me. It's not just half of the Spirit of God that's in me, and the other half's waiting for me to get a clue. No, I have all the Spirit of God. I got everything that God knows, which is everything about everything. It's all inside of me. But it's in the depth of God inside of me that I have to tap to know everything that God has done for me. Can you say amen to that? Verse 12 says this. We've received not the spirit of the world, we've not received the spirit of the world, the thinking of the world, the sense realm, that's not what we receive, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. One of the benefits is you can know everything that God has for you and that He's done for you, and you can actually believe it because of the spirit of God inside of you. Watch this. So, Everything that God has done for us has been revealed to us. Free, everything that He has freely given to you and I. Not with a price. He's not charging you for any of it. He's given it to you freely, and it's revealed by the Spirit. But watch, this is how it's revealed by the Spirit, and this is what we're going to focus on. We're going to nail everything. We're going to bring everything to this place right here about praying in the Spirit. Because this, this 13th verse says this, and I'll end with this. These things, the things that He's freely given to us, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches comparing spiritual things, and the literal there is with spiritual words. So the Holy Spirit's way of thinking and what He wants to get to us comes through my spiritual words of praying in the Spirit and then praying with the understanding. 
praying in the Spirit, and then praying in the understanding. Praying in the Spirit, and then knowing exactly what God wants to do for me and in me. As I end this word today, before I pray, I want to say this. I can say today that I never knew, I've been saved for over 45 years, and I never knew, I never had an understanding that I could know what I know today. Never had understanding along the way. It just happened because I stayed a doer. Frustrated at times, things difficult at times, seemed like I wasn't going to get to the end of something, not overcoming something, but I just stayed in a doing mode. If you don't quit, you will reap. And in that passage in Galatians that says that, those who sow to the flesh, they'll from the flesh reap corruption, corruption. Those who sow to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap life everlasting. Now, continuous. And today, I can see things and I know things, and I have an expectation for the things of God like I never knew you could have. So you know what that says to me? (laughs) What's it going to be like in a year from now? Whoa. What's it going to be in six months from now? Things are increasing. Things are getting stronger all the time. See, and, and as we started this message out, and I really will end with this. As we started this message out with talking about trusting the flesh versus the spirit, today, I don't trust man like I used to put trust in man. See? Because I'm developed and continuing to develop, so my trust is in God, even though I need to be connected to man, but my trust isn't in man, in people, in things. So, I can receive healing from God, I can receive debt freedom from God, I can receive prosperity from God, I can receive peace from God, right? I can see, I, I, I can receive everything that I need in life from God because my trust is in God. And my trust is in God through every promise that I just mentioned. There's a promise of healing. There's a promise of prosperity. There's a promise of peace. There's a promise of sweet sleep at night. There's a promise to be free from fear all through the Bible. My faith is in Him. My confidence is in Him. So all the things in the natural don't have to be worked out so that I can be at peace because I trust Him. I'll just tell you right now, you're waiting for things in the natural to work out and everything to be right and line up and all your ducks in a row. You're going to wait till hell freezes over, which will never happen. That's the wrong thing to wait for. Your development and your trust in God will cause the things in the natural to line up. So you don't have to work at getting everything right in the natural. You work at developing your ability to hear the voice of God. There's not anything 
that won't change in your life that needs to change. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.